Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 22. Stop teasing us. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. I know, I know, there has been another tease. I have seen, and whether you can believe it, and I can feel the XFL's fan base frustration. I get it. You all want legitimate news announcements, and I am right there with you. As a fan myself, I crave it. But even worse, as an XFL podcast host, I need it. I have been digging to find content for the show's loyal followers. I am committed to this show and in providing quality content. So, I ask that you stay with me and the show. As we are on the verge of an abundance of news from the XFL as it approaches the Players' Combine in June draft in October, training camps in January, and kickoff in February 2023. Although there is nothing major, there are some items worth discussing. So let's get to it. On March 25th, the College Pro Day scouting continued, with Doug Whaley attending the Notre Dame Fighting Irishes. Then on March 28th, The following college pro days were attended by XFL executives and scouts. Duke Blue Devils by David Dykeman. North Carolina Tar Heels by David Dykeman. Tennessee State by C.J. Cavazos. And Vanderbilt by C.J. Cavazos. Then on March 29th, the XFL scouting efforts continued. Among the stops was East Carolina by David Dykeman. The Washington Huskies by Doug Whaley. Then on March 30th, more scouting efforts were made at North Carolina A&T by David Dykeman, Fayetteville State by David Dykeman, Chowan Hawks by David Dykeman, Wake Forest by David Dykeman, and Baylor by C.J. Cavazos. Then again, on March 31st, David Dykeman attended Appalachian State's College Pro Day. Then on April 1st, more efforts were made at Charlotte by David Dykeman, Elon by David Dykeman, Western Carolina by David Dykeman, Wingate by David Dykeman, Lenore Ryan by David Dykeman, and the Oregon Ducks by C.J. Cavazos. I'm going to rewind for a bit because also back on March 29th, XFL co-owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson made and released another teaser via his social media. His Instagram post stated, and I quote, The XFL 
LFG. You've been waiting for a long time. So get ready to break your Terramana open because we have some very big, very cool announcements and reveals coming up. I got to tell you all, as a football guy and sports junkie, I am so fired up and inspired by the incredible XFL organization we have quietly built since acquiring the league in 2020. From our exciting and groundbreaking agreement with the National Football League, focusing on innovation and player development, as well as other game-growing initiatives, to galvanizing an entire XFL organization to create a league of culture, passion, dreams, disruption, innovation, and a DNA infused with being the hardest workers in the room. I think we're cooking up something very cool and innovative that will grow the game of football and deliver an awesome experience to the fans, the XFL cities, the coaches, and to me, the most important thing of all, create an opportunity for the players to live their football dreams and take care of their families. Stay tuned. Big announcements coming. Signed, DJ, Danny Garcia, Jerry Cardinal, XFL Ownership. End quote. On April 1st, the New Jersey Generals of the USFL released roster updates, which included the addition of former New York Guardians quarterback Luis Perez. His acquisition essentially eliminates any chance that Perez will be available for the XFL's player combine in June. If you recall, after Luis Perez took over for Matt McGloin, he led the Guardians' turnaround by winning two games straight. I cannot help but feel losing out on the 27-year-old Harlan Hill Trophy winner is a missed opportunity for the XFL. Also on April 1st, in a surprising move, the Pittsburgh Maulers of the USFL have released former Tampa Bay Vipers running back Vivian Smith. The 27-year-old led the XFL in rushing yards with 365 back in 2020. I cannot imagine Smith will remain a free agent for long. However, if he does, the XFL should not waste any time and reach out to his representatives to invite him to the Players' Combine in June. Before I let you go, I wanted to share something with you. I'm going to play a clip for you from 2020 where former D.C. defenders Raheem Moore mentions the XFL fans' passion. Man, listen, <laughs> I didn't play a lot of football in the NFL, in high school, college, whatever, but these fans are different. I don't know if the XFL are paying these dudes to be this loud, but, I mean, the energy is just crazy. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is that you can see everybody. Everybody's so close together, man, and that, uh, that energy gives us, gives us hope. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful feeling to see that. And, we, and we, when we make plays, they're just into it, each and every one. The little snake, the, the shield, I mean, it's just great. And uh, we can feel the energy, man, and it helps us a lot. I share this clip because maybe it is time for the XFL to take a moment and remember what the league meant to its fan base in 2020. Because there seems to be lost opportunity and a fading feeling. I was recently interacting with fellow XFL fans in a league's Facebook post thread. I must say I was surprised by how many fans are unaware of the upcoming XFL events. Like us diehards, 
These fans crave XFL news. The difference is that these fans are not combing the internet or social media accounts to unearth hidden messages or tease announcements, which means they have been left completely in the dark. I fear this is where the XFL is potentially doing itself some harm. If a portion of the XFL fan base is lost and doesn't return in 2023, it could have a negative impact on its relaunch, which is something the XFL cannot really afford. At this point, the XFL should at least release some press releases for the players' combine, draft, training camps, and venues for each of these events. In addition, the league should announce helmet and jersey manufacturers, even significant sponsorship agreements. I understand that certain details with cities and stadiums, or even trademarks, could be delaying the major announcements, which could also be the reason of why the broadcasting partners announcement is on hold. Without cities and stadiums locked in, it could impact the value of broadcasting agreements. After all, networks care about the market size and likely viewership ratings. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform or choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.